The Halo universe is filled with wonder, mystery, and fascinating discoveries around every corner. With so much to explore, four friends decided it was about time that they boot up the consoles and discuss this universe that has grabbed their attention since childhood. Jumperscape Audio kindly welcomes you to join them in the library. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the library for its 25th episode special. We survived this long. I can't believe it myself. <laughs> well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, today obviously is a very special occasion because we have hit probably our, I would call it the real first milestone. 10 episodes is more like the bottom line to me. So like 25, that that's that it's a good number right there. We've made it this long. We're probably going to keep it going for much longer. <laughs> so let's, let's hope on that one. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are new to this show, then you can feel free to head over to discord.gg forward slash jumperscape. That's where you can talk to us. That's where you can talk to the people that like this show, just like you do, probably. You can talk to everybody, except the people that aren't there. So you can just feel free to talk to the people that are there currently, and it'll just be fine. Or you can support the show directly because we've made it this long just because of our supporters at patreon.com forward slash jumperscape. There's a lot of different options for you there, including some that are basically just, hey, if you want to listen to the Terminals After Show, then there's a really, really nice tier for you right there. That's like two bucks. That's fantastic. It keeps us supported and it gives you a little bit of extra content. It's beautiful. But all that aside, speaking of Patreon, <coughs> we have a very special guest joining us actually today because our top patron supporter, sir, you have been supporting us for a very long time uh, and i mean by, by that i mean like two we're coming up on two months and that and i say that it's a very long time because that's longer than i think <laughs> that i thought anybody would want to support uh at at all actually uh you must understand whenever patreons or patrons are started for me uh it, it's not something that i ever expect to actually be successful uh this show was not something that i expected to be successful I'd, I'm fairly certain me, Shane and James just kind of woke up one day and, and thought this would be kind of entertaining, or at least mostly me, I guess, because I think I just kind of was like, guys, 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 what if the, what if we did a Halo podcast? And then they probably felt obligated to be dragged into it because that's just the way it was. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but you, my friend, uh, <laughs> but you, my friend. Uh, you have, I'm putting a spotlight on you for a second here because, uh, not only ladies and gentlemen, has this person joined up on our Patreon and supported us in a huge way, but he's also been active in our discord. He's been giving these daily goals for all the people in the, in the general chat to follow. He's a very, very friendly guy. And that's why I'm saying you should really join up on the discord server, because if you want to talk to people that are as chill as this dude, it's all there for you. It's all right here in the palm of your hand, probably if you're using your phone, <laughs> but nice we wanted price to pull of 1599, um, Venmo link for me in the, uh, description, <laughs> uh, you can join the discord. <laughs> If we monetized everything, I, I don't know if we, you know what, maybe there's someone out there that's just like, mm, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> just, I, do it. I bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
but I was I was wanted to get him in here just because, uh, first of all, I'm certain that he'll have some very fun things to add on to our conversation today, but also just because really chill guy. And I don't think aside from I, th- I did you show up to the book club one time and I've just automatically forgotten because there's so much that I got to take care of these days. <laughs> I tried popping in, but I actually had to go on the road. I was off to class. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So, yeah, this is probably our first time, like, actually having an extended conversation. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we had to break the ice that way. But that's not even all. That's not. I'm, I am so I have so many surprises just like up my sleeve. There were going to be more. I can explain that in a second. But <laughs> we have joining us from last week, the guy from the from this uh, choke point games team. Working on Sins of the Prophets, one of the greatest Halo mods I've ever seen in my entire life. Mr. Adio has joined us once again. How are you today? I'm back. He's back. I'm going to say now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to be here every week. I don't know. You Do know, I, 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 that's good. That's good. I've actually, I've considered there's this really fun idea that someone tossed is like, what if you got one of your guests to stay every week? I'm like, you know, I would love to toss that idea out there, but I, I think that'd be a interesting uh dedication that would have to be thrown at a show that they had no interest in at first nor (laughs) knowledge of so it would just be interesting but yeah i i just i wanted to bring um mr homeboy back uh just because i mean our conversation last week was fantastic uh the topics that we were talking about were just entertaining and i mean it seems like everybody from sins of the prophets has the right kind of uh, comedy that we need in a, in a show like this. So <laughs> we definitely had to bring him back. Uh, so aside from all of that, though, aside from all of these things that are currently all these people that are currently here joining us, we got five people on this show today. It's fantastic. Uh, fun fact about today's episode. We originally were going to make it like uh, I think Shane uh, called it an Avengers Assemble sort of thing. <laughs> Uh, bringing in sure every did. single guest that we had ever. <laughs> it was just, it was a good idea. Just la- two last minutes to make it happen, or we'd have to push this episode back or recording the episode out a little bit further than we wanted to. So, yeah, can't, couldn't do that. And I mean, we, I, I did do my best. I, I reached out to every single guest that we had, uh, except James Burns, but that's because dude's busy. I mean, right now I think he's, he's moving from uh i think right now he's living out in hawaii and he's trying to move to la i think i can't remember what it was he's moving the point is he's coming back to the mainland i guess so i'm not trying to bother him too much um i also tried reaching out to a couple other guys good news though for the future for those of you who are sticking around long term and you're like oh i wonder who these guys are gonna have on next well first of all calm down slow your roll because we're not gonna have guests for a little while and that's simply because i'm burnt out from trying to talk to everyone that exists (laughs) I've got a lot of people that have been trying to contact and I think there are some agents that are starting to blacklist me. So I need to be a little bit more careful for a little bit. So I'm trying to we're probably going to just keep it to the three of us for a little bit. But the good news for the future is uh, I reached out to Sacred Icon podcast because those guys are awesome and, you know, big fans, real cool guys over there. And they're interested in the show. Not only do they like the show, they also are interested in being on the show. So I'm kind of trying to pop that up. Also, Podtacular, Duststorm, he wants to be on the show. So basically right now I'm trying to unify all of the podcasts into just one single body, into one big Halo podcast. (laughs) 
unify but, all of the podcasts. Exactly. You know, it bring, and how, what better way to bring the Halo community together than forcefully? <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> but all that aside, that's just getting you guys up to speed. That's just getting things updated. And, you know, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, but that's not what you're here for. We know you saw the title. We know you saw the conversation we're going to be having. We all know that you're excited because we're going to be talking about the one, the only, the green armor wearing, the galaxy saving probably twice by this point, Mr. Man himself, the dude who has done the majority, uh, like the most that you could possibly do before the age of 16, <laughs> Mr. Master Chief, Petty Officer, Spartan 117, John Spartan man <laughs> from the hit so. game Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> oh, oh god. No. <laughs> oh, and Fortnite. And Fortnite. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, when Chief yeah, dropped on Fortnite, I'm not going to lie. When he dropped on Fortnite, I started dropping dubs everywhere. I sucked at Fortnite, but as soon as he <laughs> I, dropped. I didn't touch Fortnite for literally months, and me and James went in there that day and bought the Chief skin and stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Like, same day. And we cleaned house we until sure we got into lobbies that didn't have bots in them. Then we no. got cleaned. No, we started <laughs> playing with my younger brother, and he literally eats, breeze, and shits Fortnite. So we got into his lobbies. <laughs> and it was not good for, for the Master Chief brothers. You know, uh, nor morale for me is in real life. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I I've lost a step, man. <laughs> I can't keep up with the kids. Today I was I was uh, looking around on socials because I, I got to do that uh, and I was looking around and people are, were complaining about Master Chief being in Rainbow Six uh, because they're like, why isn't there more crossovers in Halo Infinite? Why isn't there more content being brought to Halo Infinite? My my answer was now, listen, I enjoy having Halo in every single game I ever play by this point. If you were told that you're not allowed to play any video game unless it has some reference to either Halo or the Master Chief directly, uh, you, your game library would be surprisingly large because <laughs> there's a oh, lot yeah. of games that have some re reference to it now. Did you uh, know uh, that they had a whole season collab with that weird crisis looking armor? It wasn't a direct collab, but it had to be <laughs> to look that much like crisis. <laughs> It did look a lot like Christ. That was my first response. I, I well, no, my first response was "Go Go Power Rangers," um, but my second one was "It does look a lot like Crisis," which you know I'm all right with. Crisis is pretty all right. I love that franchise. Uh, "Go Go Power Rangers" was the entirety of Halo Five. That's true. There was a lot of Power Ranger vibes <laughs> on at least the vibrancy of the colors <laughs> it was intense. But. Uh, aside from all of that, aside from the many places that Master Chief has appeared, which I would argue that his best appearance was in Brawlhalla. He's he's cracked in that game oh, to yeah. a ridiculous degree, uh, which I still have yet to play it with these guys in here. They they I don't even think you guys have it installed, do you? No, that's that's, no why, that's why I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's why I thought. You know why I refuse? Because you told me to do why? it. So, but I told you guys to install party animals and you did it without a second thought. Well, back, uh, I back don't to know what John you're talking 11 about. 7. Um <laughs> 11 7, Mr. 11-7 <laughs> Spartan John Halo himself. <laughs> yeah. Okay. John Halo well, 11 7, who doesn't afraid of anything. <laughs> How old is that meme? Because you've referenced it the most, but I only saw it. It's actually, very like, old. 
It's, yeah, it's I only saw it recently. Because <laughs> like that was like a four chan post. I don't. It's a. It was. I'm pretty sure it was a four chan post. I don't know if those ha are dated. Let me see. Um. No, I'm just typing in. Um, oh. uh, Halo doesn't afraid of anything. <laughs> oh, well, obvious. That would do it. Uh, he's a pretty cool guy. <clears throat> he is still alien. Yeah, this what this post was from 2007. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! The only so appropriate response is Olaf. Oh, oh, that's a classic. You're talking about the one with the sombrero and he's holding the, the Mexican guitar or exactly. Spanish guitar, whichever that's one. That's literally yeah. the first reply on it. <laughs> that's and then perfect. there's Halo's not a good a guy, you tool face. That's Master Chief. Get it right. This guy's so <laughs> angry about this obvious goof. Sounds like I, everyone on the internet. I think Halo's a pretty cool guy. It kills aliens and <laughs> no. doesn't afraid of anything. Okay. Hold on, we're <laughs> hold on. We're we're gonna we're gonna go slightly off topic, Austin. I promise this is a funny story okay. and you'll get entertainment out of it. So there's a guy on social media who basically does like Austin, you probably haven't seen it because you don't use TikTok. James, I've sent you a few videos of him. Um, he basically does like the voiceovers for different countries and like military equipment that are just basically talking to each other. Um, and he basically put out a list of his top like 10 favorite video games of all time or like I know I, it was top 10 uh, top 10 shooters. There was not a single Halo on his list. I'm like, OK, well, to each their own. And while Fair I respect what no right. What I mean, like whatever, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And I mean, this still applies to what I'm about to say. He had Titanfall 2 as his number one shooter of all time, which, again, I love Titanfall. Not 2. a bad choice. It, it, not not a bad choice, but as the first time I've ever seen someone put Titanfall 2 as their number one shooter of all time, like like looking past all the classic Halos, all the classic Battlefields, all the <laughs> classic Call of Duties, Titanfall 2. I'm, I commented, I'm like, never seen anyone put Titanfall 2 as, as their number one shooter, but I respect it, but I've never seen it. I got absolutely fucking crucified for somewhat questioning this fucking glitch. <laughs> the comment section, the, the, the owner of the post like liked my comment himself, but oh my god, like I was just like, no, never seen that before. Interesting. Don't really agree with it, but Titanfall is a solid game. Very like I respect it. I got absolutely fucking crucified for, for like, huh, never seen that before. So that kind of it's attributed to the two things. One is the internet, so that's no, the exactly. Only that's why people have no, is right. by you. No, exactly. Um, <laughs> but two, when you think about Titanfall two, there's literally nothing, not a thing wrong with it. No, it does I, I everything. Think it great. is a great. It, it is a. It is a overall um, very solid also, game. <laughs> I know I said two things, but three things. Titan people who fucking love Titanfall two, love. Titanfall 2. <laughs> oh, right. oh, yeah. Like it's their firstborn child. Right. To an extent, I think they love it a little too much because, in my, I mean, it's a great, don't get me wrong, again, great game, but the fact that Titanfall 2 is his number one shooter of all time and there's not even a sniff of any Halo game on this list is literally egregious to me. I mean, I again, like, to each their own, he's entitled. I was not mad about it. Hence why I commented, like, hey, like, very solid list. I've never seen anyone put Titanfall 2 as their top, as their number one shooter of all time. I respect it. That was literally the comment. I'm reading it off my fucking phone as we speak. 
and I got absolutely cooked in the comments. It was, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro. And then I'm like, and then people started talking shit on Halo. I'm like, okay, well now I have to intervene because I will not allow this. <laughs> He's got to defend him. Beyond right, uh, right. I'm, I'm, yeah, I would simply intervene. I, and I did. I did. And the, the, the owner, the, like I said, the owner, people, the person who made the people post. People better start respecting Halo or I might do something about it. I might have to step in. <laughs> but no, like that, that kind of just goes along with what you're saying. I want you to stop it's... this Hero Brian character. I might have to do something. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh, my God. I was literally just giving my opinion and I got absolutely torched in the comment section but then there's the, the what really pisses me off is i get like 40 plus likes on my comment not one of those motherfuckers came to defend me they all like the <laughs> they all liked my comment i'm sitting here getting absolutely cooked online and no one is defending me i'm like dude where are these 40 plus people that are liking my comment like why can't they help me out here? I, this is the reason i've stopped commenting on anything ever well it got yeah, to a point i just, just a risk of it growing right. up for no reason and no. Then getting just cooked i no, i agree it got to a point where i just stopped replying like i gave a few counterpoints i'm like well like well yes titanfall doesn't do anything wrong per se there are still better fps's out there like at least in my opinion and i think majority of the internet would agree but i just found that one niche audience that is just like about to send me death threats <laughs> See, I never want to start anything on the internet because I'm scared of that one day I'll get a reply that just starts with, this you? I just, <laughs> I, I didn't even start anything. I just gave an opinion. Oh my god. I didn't even start anything. I legit just gave an opinion. And then when I got literally fucking jumped in the comment section, <laughs> I started stating, like, why there's so many better games out there. And the one thing, I'm like, okay, I'm clearly arguing with a 12-year-old. The movement in Titanfall 2, I'm like, okay, so we're arguing with a 12-year-old. Okay, that checks. <laughs> the, minute, the minute he brought up movement, I'm like, okay, so you're you're literally in seventh grade. Cool, noted. Uh, I'm you like, know what? movement doesn't mean good game. Like, while it is a good game, movement doesn't mean good game. That does not make it a good game. <laughs> well, if we're talking about what makes Halo, Halo, uh, and if we're combining with Titanfall, which, by the way, I will say, if they ever, ever one day we're like yeah we're adding a master chief skin to titanfall 2 and a mantis skin for your titan Nuts. you best believe i'm draining my bank account austin says sign me up we're gonna have to wait till titanfall 3 comes out rest in peace titanfall 1 yeah, and if 2. it actually happens yeah. I mean, I'm happy. I'm excited to see that Titanfall is actually getting like their servers got fixed and it got populated. I was playing it just the other day. I was having a blast, especially with that new mode that they dropped. That thing is awesome. Yeah. Um, and, But the thing is, I'm sure that you guys have seen this recently, at least Shane, I, I'm sure that you have. Uh, did, have you guys seen that mod for Apex Legends that just turns it into Halo? I cannot say that oh. I have. I uh, yeah. No? This, this no. This is news to me. Hold on, John. Yeah, Hold on. Me... This this Hold does on. sound like something you'd send in our chat that I would never ever. Yeah. Bring I, I never sent it. Usually, what happens? Send it to me. Can you send it to me? Okay. Right Hold now? on. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it just in general chat here in in the Jumperscape Discord server available at discord.gg forward slash Jumperscape. <laughs> oh. Uh. Just look at this. I want you guys to just press play say on this. Lost Wrong yeah, one. Say Wrong lost one. <laughs> no, you're good. We're okay. All right. Yeah, just just look at just look at this for like five seconds. That is so. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> they added the pin. What in the world? I'll be damned. 
how the hell did they do this? I've got no clue, man. I was hoping you could explain it to me. <laughs> this is insane. Oh my goodness. Nah, the, the fucking AR I mean... Jeez, Louise. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, Apex Legend is... It's a Source engine, right? It's. I, I think it actually Titan was made on Source, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, Titanfall was on Source. So. Yeah, Titanfall was I on mean, Source. Apex is also in Source. It's the same engine. Apex was a little bit more... Am I stupid? Yes. It, <laughs> it, it, Apex <laughs> is not Frostbite. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... So oh, yeah, EA. All the I, I just were... assumed EA, Frostbite. That's more, of a, that's, a di that's more like a dice that's thing. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But, yeah, There's no, no way it's in sports. Apex Apex is Apex is a more up to date Titanfall. Well, Apex I, I, was in 2018. Source, I, when I think of source, I think a CS:GO. Yeah, Gary's mod. Like, well, the thing is, is that like, see, uh, first of all, Source has gotten up to Source Two, and Source Two is a very, very, very good looking engine. Uh, especially since like Half Life Alex runs oh, on Source I Two, and that is such a good-looking game. What are, uh, what are you looking up? Uh, the is engine there... for Apex Legends. It says Unreal Engine Four. Is oh, they really? would. Oh, right, that was Unreal Engine. Okay, so then. Okay. okay. No, I thought I thought that was the uh, mobile port that they had. Let me look. Hold on. Let me keep reading. I haven't I completely thought, got all the way through. I thought that Valve could exclusively used no, uh, no. Source and like it was no, Valve's Source. engine. Source is ironically a little bit open source. <laughs> yeah, no, a whole bunch of it's source. source. Okay, yeah, it, 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 um, the mobile was Unreal. Yeah, it is. It is the Source engine. Okay, I was gonna say I'm not crazy here. I was like Unreal. Yeah, no, it's it's Source. It's Source. That's Damn, insane. My man. perspective on Source engine has completely changed because I, I completely yeah, I, I was just say, thought of Goofy G mod. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say Fro Frostbite is like like almost exclusively Battlefield at this point. I mean, Battlefront, but yeah, it's, yeah. More, it's more of a, a dice thing. Well, a point being about showing off this mod is that there was a conversation started about it. And uh, and Ash is a Halo fan. I definitely want to get your input on this one. So uh, with this, this gameplay loop that's been presented, a lot of people online were saying that Halo Infinite should have played like this and that if Halo was more like this, then it would be more fun because Halo gameplay is boring and mm. respectfully die. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you want that type of experience, if you want the movement, it's in Halo 5. Port that to PC. And then I think that crowd would be fairly pleased. I mean, the end state of competitive in Halo 5 was this crazy movement sandbox and it was sort of there in the beginning of halo infinite it, it, it was sort of there i think they patched a bunch of it out and then they sort of unpatched some of that so i you know halo's always been a bit of a movement shooter but not in the same sort of category as as titanfall like this is cool looking watching this video is wow seeing effectively titanfall gameplay skinned as halo that's cool as f but <laughs> Would I want to see a mainstream Halo game look like this? No. I, no. I, I'm a firm believer. Look, I am a Halo 2 supremacist. I think <laughs> after Halo 2, it was all downhill. Whoa. That's the hot take for the evening. That is a hot right take there. because I'm a Halo That's 3 supremacist. Do you, guys want a, do you guys want a really hot take? 
Oh yeah, that? hit it. As groundbreaking and beautiful as Halo is as a franchise, I get very bored playing classic Halo multiplayer these days. Dang. I mean, fair enough. I, I'm gonna have to inform everyone. James will be taking a leave from the show following this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's fair enough. I, you know the way that I've always viewed it. You know, the Master Chief saga had a very particular sort of the original sort of trilogy in the reach. I guess not really the Master Chief saga, but what we have on MCC, we'll say. I think that. All of those games, even with the changes between Reach, Halo 4, Sprint, all of these additional sort of uh, changes to the formula, I think it's like, you know, the core formula of Halo is a solid foundation. And if, you know, if it needs to be updated nowadays for a modern audience, you know, we got to admit at the end of the day, we're the classic fans, we're a dying breed. Yeah, and, I was going to uh, say, it, it does need to have like, somewhat of a modern touch but i mean i mean that hasn't even helped <laughs> the, the franchise at all at this point but i, I don't think wait infinite plays is yeah. as close as you can get to a modern I, version of Halo i i love i honestly love the way yeah. infinite plays i'm just my main gripes about infinite is just like how it was handled at launch and the lack of content other than that I, halo infinite is one of my like as far as like the gameplay is one of my favorite halos it just feels like yeah. a great modern rendition of what i used to play when i was a kid so yeah, I, I I have no gripes the about thing it. I've accepted about me and Halo is I am a story guy. Not so much like a play the campaigns all the time. But I just love Halo's story and universe, but like it's not my favorite gameplay experience in yeah. that in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey there, Halo fans! Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with our friends right after these messages. I think you'll find, honestly, if you were to pull a huge portion of the Halo community, I feel like pretty much the majority of the community is on the same page with Infinite, where it's like, here's a game that's modernized the sandbox, it's added a bunch of new additional features, nothing that's like particularly too obtrusive to the core gameplay, and it's solid. It's like, I don't think anybody can really argue, there, there's a solid base, there's some changes that need to be made, I'm hoping... You know, the concept of a live service leads to it having those improvements. But, you know, we, we got to wait and see. Unfortunately, 343 is not quite the most transparent company. So it's like, yeah, it's going to be a so while. So Master Chief, right? Well, first, I wanted to get uh, Ash. I wanted to know, what uh, for you, what is your ideal Halo experience? What would you probably tie back to, like, the Halo experience? If you have a game that you that you can think of in the oh, franchise man. that's, like, you are quintessential Halo experience. Well, my first time playing Halo like was question. years ago. I never held an Xbox controller in my life. I was a GameCube kid my entire life. Uh, oh. At the age of, like, I want to say, I don't know, like 10. I was at a New Year's Eve party with my family and friends, neighbor's house, and the kids upstairs, you know, 15, 16. I was bored, went upstairs. They were playing Halo split screen. I believe it was Halo 2. They were just 1v1ing. And I said, could I try? They wanted a 2v1 instead. And so I said, <laughs> okay, sure. I'm bored anyways. So I'll play. So I'm looking at the different classes and I see <clears throat> the energy sword. <laughs> now, as a Star Wars fan, I was like, oh, that's neat. I like that one. They're like, that one sucked. You got to get so close. You'll never hit us. I went 9-0 and with the sword. 
I mean, right I, now, hold on. They they were saying the Halo Two energy sword has a low range. <laughs> Man, they were saying, yeah, they were just like it's garbage. That's, Use the rocket but launcher. The lines, yeah, homie. The lines. Yeah, whatever. They were smoking. I was, I I was swinging, bro. I was just. Swinging. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear a hot take? That's the hot take. I that think. is hot. That yeah, is no, that is a, that is a cold take. That is a cold that take. Is a horrible. Take. That is a cold, cold, take. ice cold take. And frozen sock. Is what how I would describe <laughs> <how> it. <laughs> <take. laughs> you know, you I mean, that's can, just... yeah, leave a sock out in the cold and it freezes because yeah. all the sweat and shit. Oh, you know, I would say though that is actually a really good like it, it's a solid origin story for Halo. I I freaking love getting people's origin stories with Halo, but I gotta say it does seem to be a pattern. If the energy sword is fun to use, then your Halo is probably. F- awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically because like halo 2 super fun to play the campaign is super entertaining and the multiplayer it, it's a little bit jank but it's still fun to play halo 5's energy sword busted but super fun to use and oh, halo yeah. 5's multiplayer is pretty damn fun to, to play and like it's it's just it's so much it can go back and forth between being slow but methodical and really fast paced and precise um I would argue Halo 4's energy sword is really fun to use just because of how smooth it feels. And also, I really mm-hmm. like the sound effect that it has. Uh, Halo Reach's energy sword, not only fun to use, but it looks gorgeous. In uh, my opinion, the best looking energy sword. Yeah. In my I, opinion. It, I, I just, if we're going to talk about the energy sword, it just a, just I, I want to do one more rabbit hole here because it's just, I've always wanted to just kind of sit down and talk about it. Now I need to I need to form a list, guys, and I need your help to figure this one out. What, what exactly is wrong with the Halo Infinite Energy Sword? Because there's something doesn't feel right. I just, um, one I don't like. Okay, from a shape perspective, I love the shape. Two, what am I talking about? Uh, <laughs> it looks wrong. Does it? it and I'll get into mechanics. It does. Yeah, barely. It's really nice. Uh, screen effect. It looks nice. It looks nice. I just think it looks wrong. It looks a bit more cartoony than everything else in the game. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think it looks great in an elite's hand, but when you're wielding it, I think it looks a little off. Um, performance-wise, I I think it I think it plays just fine though. Oh, it's great. It's a it's really fun to use. I think I, I just get hmm. I, I wonder if the the reason it looks cartoony is maybe they're doing something interesting with the shaders and like because you can look at it in different pictures too. Like different lighting has a really dramatic effect on the energy sword in Infinite. It yeah. I, I don't know if I'm the only person who sees that, but I I'm not sure I ever paid attention. That's probably my downfall on that front. Because <laughs> uh, the thing that I notice when like and, I, and at one point I was so confused by it, I actually went to the older games and I started just picking up the energy sword in all of them. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's the fact that like when I'm holding the energy the energy sword in Halo Infinite, it feels more like I'm holding liquid plasma, not quite a solid bit of energy. There's no sparks. There's no lightning. Yeah. it's it, it's lacking all the things that it make it look liquid. like energy yeah mm-hmm. and, and and it doesn't blend very well with like it, it's one of those blatantly distracting sort of looks because it's it's sort of like how the energy at the end of i forgot what the thing is called but that one forerunner weapon that shoots a grenade launcher sort of way yeah um that thing has 
uh, it has a little animation on the end of it, a little energy animation. But the energy animation is playing at a solid 30 FPS no matter what FPS you're at. And it's super distracting. Uh, same thing goes with the Sentinel Beam. The Sentinel Beam also has this 30 FPS animation happening in front of it. Fire yeah. in general has a 30 FPS thing going on. And also it's not helped by the fact that uh, uh, instead of it being like how it was before with classic Halos where all these effects are made in engine, they appear to be just flat, transparent GIFs placed on top of these these weapons. And it's it's a little awkward <laughs> to observe. And it's especially awkward when you throw a frag grenade or any other explosion that happens because the explosions appear to not be in a 3D plane, but on a 2D plane projected. So then you yeah. don't have there's hardly a scar left on the ground. There's no dirt being flown around anywhere. There's no particle effects. It just appears to be some sort of effect that they've layered on top of it. And it makes it look very odd. And it, that sort of thing is, I think, is what applying to the energy sword. And it, it all of that just culminates into something that overly distracts me. And I'd, yeah. I'm st I'm still cracked. I, I, just, <laughs> I can't I can't. Uh, I can't not focus on them when I have these weapons in my hand, although every other thing on the game feels fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that since we've gotten vehicle effects added to destroyed vehicles and we've gotten all these other updates to the visuals that eventually with this 10 year cycle that I guess we're going to be stuck in with Halo Infinite for a while, that that means that also the visuals will get an upgrade. But, you know, yeah. I'm not. It's but not yeah, a John 11 seven. Right. Um, oh, my goodness. Right. Um, <clears throat> so Master Chief. Um, <laughs> so Master Chief. So Master Chief. Uh, all right. So there's a couple things that I wanted to cover with this because this isn't just going to go into his history because we don't have enough freaking time for that. I don't think you know this, dear listener, but I'm pretty sure that this guy has the longest Halopedia article on the entirety of the website. Yeah, I'm uh, scrolling through his sh right now, and oh my god, it's so, <laughs> it's so long. I mean, I don't mean to alarm you, but it, he is the main character, say, quite it, literally. It, it, it's not yeah. like he's the main character or anything. <laughs> so, and there's a lot to cover, and the best way that I could that I could summarize it for you, dear listener, read the books, and I mean specifically the ones that have a, a, a Master Chief story attached to it, because there's uh, there's quite a bit that he's been a part of. I think probably some of the better ones would be Oblivion, Shadows of Reach. Uh, Fall of Reach is, I think, basic literature that every person who's trying to get really into Halo lore should yeah. read. That should, like, that is a, that's like, if Fall I were to teach a course, <laughs> yeah, it would be essential reading. I would make it homework, you know, like, that's how that would go. Um, but. I, I'm I'm going to kind of go in the first of all, I'm going to try to talk more about his his upbringing and how he got to where we are right now. And then I'm going to sort of put a spin on it and we're going to we're going to start up some controversy, if that sounds good to everyone else here. Oh, I love controversy. I like controversy. controversy. Yeah. Let's everyone do here loves stirring the this is a chaotic pot. This is great. Group of <laughs> oh, everyone in fucking unison. Oh, I love controversy. <laughs> God. Uh, so, starting from the very beginning, uh, we have the good old-fashioned reflection on how actual Spartans from Sparta behaved, and we have John being taken as a small child and conscripted to the military as one does. Uh, Honestly, a skill issue. I'm just saying, if he was really a soldier, he could have just fought him off. Um, <laughs> you know, at six years old. Which, by the way, the the, the okay. 
that's one beefy six-year-old. I saw Fall of Reach animation. That dude was throwing kids. Oh my <laughs> he god. Was, he was beaten. I mean, well, that's the thing that people for his own talk. good, because guess who got selected? He did. Guess, <laughs> guess who had their child had stolen? He did. Stupid ass kid. <laughs> All right, stupid like, kid. How dare you be fit? The thing is, though, dude, like, John was kind of a dick. Checks out. He's actually, like, he's yeah, a bully. Bro would just casually it, break it. people's necks playing King of the Hill. He's literally, I'm pretty sure that his first interaction is him just beating the hell out of all their kids. Yeah, he's just beating kids. Yeah. They're playing King of the Hill, and they're like, he's just literally like throwing kids down, like, and they're like breaking their arms and stuff, and he's just like, yeah. I want to be the best. And like, and when, he gets, when he gets taken, <laughs> and they're doing their first training thing, they're doing that course and it's like, you know, he's with blue team for the first time and everyone's thinking in their head like, oh, this is when John is going to become friends with these guys. No, no, it's not what happens at all. <laughs> His team falls behind f horribly and he gets up there first. He's the first one to ring that bell. And immediately Sergeant Mendez, the guy who's training the Spartans, he's like, yeah, you fail, kid. And he's like, what? But but I made it. He's like, your team is dead. <laughs> They're all back there crying. <laughs> And he's like, but, 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 and apparently that was the moment that he actually was like, oh, wait, right. I shouldn't be a selfish little brat. I should actually like care about other people. This is fascinating information to learn at this age. Yeah. Um, and he actually does pretty well from then on. He, I mean, it wasn't really solidified until <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Samuel, Samuel, rest in peace. Samuel. Oh, that, 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 in, in, in infinite, that scene kind of hit. Sam, you got shields, Sam, buddy. Stop. Sam, you got shields, buddy. Oh my god, you guys are going to hell. Back hell. Boiler, boiler rooms of hell for both of you. Look, Sam, Sam, you got an armor hole breach, buddy. Stop. Oh my god. I don't feel so good, Master Chief. Oh, oh no. Because, no. like, man, when that happened in Halo Infinite, I'm not going to lie, I, I started crying a little bit. Because I was I just, gotta, it hit different. I'm just like, oh, I, oh, I want to oh, play the campaign again just so I can pay more attention to moments like that. Because in that moment, I was, I was completely sucked in. I was immersed like right when that happened. But then again, that's that's the major benefit to three four three Halos. It seems it, whenever, even when their stories falter, their ability to tie things back to things is like not even like essential reading. You could, you don't need to know anything. You could just be like, who's Samuel? And they probably answered it a little bit in the campaign, and I just completely forgot. They just do a fantastic job of blending these elements together. Little to man was only character. fourteen when he died. Fuck! Oh, his homeworld was Harvest. Yeah. Mad, unfortunate. Yeah. I was gonna say no shit. That's an understatement. Like, oh my god! I'm sitting here looking. We brought him up. I uh, uh, searched him up on Halo. Yeah, I'm. I'm I looked at all his uh, all his stats. Born July tenth, twenty five eleven. Died November twenty seven, twenty five twenty five. Fourteen years old. As my yeah. stats. I saw heart. I saw <laughs> shut James. Shut the f up. I <laughs> yeah, saw my stats world. are twenty five years old. Uh... <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna mute myself now. Okay. <laughs> But it, yeah, it was fascinating just getting to see him immediately build up that character. And it, it only got better as time went on, because after they actually were given the Spartan armor and all of that, 
uh, things got real interesting after that because I'm not going to go through every single thing that this guy did because, like I said, his story is extensive. There's a lot of operations this guy has been a part of. Um, but there's a couple of notable things that have happened, such as like, I think probably one of the more, more entertaining ones was when he was being confronted by, I think it was the leader of these, this ODST battalion, the black daggers. And mm-hmm. he was being confronted on the whole thing of like taking off his helmet. That was like a sign of respect or something like that. And he wouldn't do it because he did not want to reveal that he was secretly like 17 years old underneath the helmet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what I'm like, mean, you're a child soldier. What I'm wondering is that at what age exactly did his did his voice just hit the floor? You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> like it was a fairly normal voice up until the point that at some point his balls crushed the pavement beneath him. <laughs> and he just had this like deep Steve Downs voice. Chief always sounded like that from the very beginning. He was a baby right out of the womb. Mother. Yeah. Mother. I need an extraction to the dinner food to the dinner table. Where's food? Oh my god. Uh and of course, you know, just like any any uh major <laughs> uh i need a cookie um but as with any you know strong male character they have deep trauma so we have to we have to figure this out how are we going to help this super soldier not go nuts and turn coat and kill everyone around him well let's give him a cool little holographic gf that sounds cool uh and by that, of course, I mean, at one point, Dr. Halsey, who really, really appreciated Chief, like, I'm pretty sure John was her favorite, uh, her gave him. Oh, no. Yeah, basically uh, gave Chief a AI of her own design of her own mind, living tissue from a clone. In fact, that's why Cortana is so different. But we'll talk about that in a later episode, probably uh, in order to enhance his performance on the field and also mitigate his you know, inner turmoil and traumas. Because Chief took Spartan casualties more seriously than anybody else. He did not hold to his promise after Samuel died that he would never let another Spartan die. Uh, which, you I know, unrealistic. Quite miserably. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he I think that's a promise he shouldn't have made. The good news is he didn't make it to Cortana. So <laughs> not a promise he made that he broke to her. Uh, but. I mean, his performance immediately improved. Dude was nuts. He was slapping missiles out of the air. He was he was going buck wild at this point. And it was shortly after being given Cortana that things started kind of uh, wrapping up slash going severely downhill because it was shortly after that that we actually had Reach invaded and destroyed. Basically, Glass, not really like destroyed, destroyed. But, you know, we're starting to repopulate it now. At least we're terraforming it at, at, as of right now in the timeline, 2560. We're, we're getting there by 2978 or something like that. 2589, I think it'll be ready for human habitation again. So that's cool. <laughs> bringing it back. We're back. Yeah. Progress. We're bringing reach back, baby. And then the banished pull up and then. <laughs> uh, yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, so we have a lot of stuff that happens after that, because, of course, after reach, you've got what happens on installation zero four and Halo comedy evolved. A bunch of books happen. And then we're into Halo two with installation zero five. And, you know, we're, we're starting to to finish the fight and you go through all of that stuff and you get to Halo 3 where we get to Earth, which kind of entertaining that Halo 2 and Halo 3 happen on the same day. <laughs> and yeah. it's just kind of culminating that way. Um, 
And after everything that had gone down with what happened on the Ark and everything like that, and he saves the galaxy as he does and wipes out multiple armies in one fell swoop with his homeboy Gator Man, um, he goes off and uh, and signs up for Halo 4 as the lead star. And so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a casting call and everything. He sat down, you know, they, they brought him in. And he's like, I got my lines right here. Mm-hmm. Like, and then he got right back in the crowd pod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I need a weapon. Like, fun this, fun fact: uh, Steve Downs has actually said that Halo Four was his favorite game to work on. This because he had to he had to do a lot of method acting. They actually froze Steve Downs in cryo. <laughs> yeah, it was it <laughs> was no, real. But no, actually, for real though, uh, Halo Four is Steve Downs' favorite game that he's ever worked on. Just for the fact that one. He enjoyed not being told to just do one-liners the entire time. And two, he got to actually body act for Chief. He was in the motion capture suit. Yeah. Uh, and it's the only game that he's in the motion capture suit. I don't know why they didn't let him do it again for Halo 5. But, you know, who cares, I guess. Um, And it was fantastic. I mean, I, people have asked him so many times. And listen, just because, at this point, I could probably call, consider myself an interviewer. And as an interviewer, I can confidently say... If you are actually going out of your way to ask a dude the same question that he's been asked like 20 different times, what's your favorite Halo that you worked on? Why is it your favorite Halo that you worked on? Listen, guys, Halo 4, because it was the one time he actually got to work with Jen Taylor face to face, both of them in body doubles, like body suits, and they were doing that scene where Cortana says goodbye for the final time, and it actually made Steve Downs cry. I think... <laughs> a big part of the fan base just i mean i think they i mean i i at this point i feel like if you actually follow halo you know that like halo 4 was his favorite one mm -hmm. um but i honestly feel like a lot of halo fans are just in straight up denial like no it, his favorite halo to work on can't be halo 4. like i think people are actually upset about the fact that he liked working on halo 4 the most i genuinely think it just bothers the fan base well, that's to a too bad. Like, yeah. I yeah, that's imagine from his perspective but right? i don't like that game yeah, that, yeah, that, that's exactly. Imagine from Steve Downs, or really any of the voice actors, but in particular Steve Downs and, and, and Jen Taylor, from their perspective, it's the first time that they're working face-to-face. -face. It's the first time where, you know, you have this large production. And also, it's the first time where Master Chief, no offense to the original trilogy, he's an actual character. He shows, he, he acts human. talk about. Yeah, yeah, he, well, he acts I mean, human. That's, that's he acts human. I agree. What happens. I agree. Because uh, 343 had a different goal in mind, and, that, and I think yeah. it was a good goal. I think many people would give plenty of arguments these days because they did back in those days. But uh, the Bungie trilogy, they were very clear. They said it multiple times. Chief was not supposed to have a character because you're supposed to yeah. be Chief. But 343 looked at that and were like, but guys, Chief is so cool. Why don't we just give him a character? So... They, I think they made a really good I, whenever I was a teenager I would have been upset and I was upset I didn't like Halo 4 at all when it when it dropped I, I I played it a lot but that's only because it was the latest Halo and I was 12 years old um, and you know me and Shane played the hell out of it I, I think the first piece of content that I ever made was us playing Team Snipers and that's a famous yeah, video Halo among 4. this friend group <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> sneak in like, there it just got to slip it in. Nobody's going to know what that reference at all. Uh, exactly. But but that's that's the that's the interesting thing is Look that, at that description. No, no, it will oh, not. Uh, but 
Halo 4, I was incredibly cynical of, and I actually used to be a very, very, very big 343 hater. I would not take anything that they did as anything other than sacrilege against the Halo franchise. But then Aww. they did this really, really quirky thing called Master Chief Collection uh, and Halo 2 Anniversary, and then brought Blur Studios in to do the cutscenes for it. Uh, and then they revived like all of the games and brought all of that to Xbox, and then they did Halo Wars 2, and and then they did Outpost Discovery. Basically, like over the course of time, I realized that they actually do care about this franchise quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's an incredible amount of people at 343 at Microsoft who really do like genuine, and even the outsourcing studios, Liquid Development, all the people with certain affinity, like and Creative Assembly, like the guys who worked on Halo Wars 2, like they love the franchise. Mm-hmm. I I'm working on a franchise of that scale is like a dream. For many mm-hmm. designers, artists, you know, something that, especially Halo, imagine that. Something that, for a lot of these people, they grew up with, where they were playing, you know, at the at the least, some of these people were playing it in college, you know, when it first came out. Imagine, you know, the culmination of a career and you're working on this game that, you, you know, you used to play at LANs. That must have been incredible for a ton of those people. No, no. What would you say in response to the to the? I wouldn't. I wouldn't know if they were really rumors by this point. But the claims that within three four three, the leadership and some of the employees, at least a good chunk of the employees, actually didn't care about Halo at all, and they were just looking for a resume. Uh, I mean, it's a big franchise, right? So any any time that you have a really big project like that, something like massive well-known there there's always going to be a level of is this a leap board for a lot of other people but even with that you know when game designers are work- <laughs> i am not a game designer but talking from experience working on projects parallel to that yeah. world knowing a lot of industry people um most of the team at chokepoint is industry um nobody ever works on a game even if they don't have like a deep interest in the project that they're working on Nobody ever goes into it without a level of passion and a level of we're going to make the most kick-ass project, the most kick-ass product ever. And that's what they go out to do. Whether something gets in between that goal, you know, everybody has a game where they're like, I remember this coming out and being really disappointed. (laughs) There's many Mm -hmm. of them in the modern era. And uh, maybe Halo was that for some people. Halo 4, 5, Infinite, whatever. But the people who worked on those games, of which there were countless in some instances. If you ever want to know what it takes to make a AAA game today, watch really, don't speed up. Watch in real time. And just, don't even try to count. Just bring into your soul how goddamn long the Halo Infinite credit list is. And that's to keep (laughs) in mind, that's not the full list, because credits won't have every single person who worked on a production. It's not going to list literally every single human being. There might be a few people who fall through the crack, and they can't update it for post-launch content. So it's like, literally thousands and thousands of people have worked on your favorite Halo games. Even from the very beginning, it was still a fairly reasonably sized team from CE onwards. Especially Halo 2 onwards when Bungie started to seriously grow. So it's like, but by the time we get to 343's era, there are thousands of people working on each of these these games. And so, that's quite a tangent, this, but there's always been this bit of a narrative where people had this perspective that there's going to be one guy at the top, and they're going to make a call. And that's going to change the entire production. But in a corporate, like, 
development environment. It just doesn't work like that. Everything's done via committee. It has to go through dozens of people in leadership from, you know, your senior artists up to your producers, all the way up to your directors, et cetera, et cetera. You know, th there's stacks of people that are making these decisions, which can make it more difficult to make decisions. And it's, it is what it is, you know? Hmm. But at yeah. the end of the day, those people were passionate. Like, I, I don't think anybody in leadership, Bonnie Ross, you know, and I, I think it, we ended up with what we got because of a lot of series of unfortunate events in, in management, potentially beyond 343. But who knows? We'll never know the full story, unfortunately. I want to one day, I know it's like a really, really big, like this would be almost impossible, but I would love to have someone like Bonnie Ross or Frank O'Connor yeah. uh, to join and talk. Uh, mostly because I, I think this would be a very relaxed place to talk about something like that uh and most of all supportive but yeah. also just because uh, the one thing that i that i can never get over is that we have so many things that we can observe that are going wrong with in our perspective going wrong with let's say how they handle the master chief or how they handled the plot or how they handle the lore or how they handle the art style or anything of these sorts but we never get to know where these decisions are coming from, who is behind what. If we were to look back at the Bungie era, I think we talked about this last week. One of the best parts about them was that we got a direct window into what was happening in that studio all the time. And we even yeah. know <laughs> to the degree that Jason Jones didn't want Halo 2. He is very well known for never wanting to do sequels for anything. He hates sequels. But when Comedy Evolved took off, he finally was like, okay, fine, let's do Halo 2. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, just being able to watch that conversation happen live because Marty or someone else was recording it and then uploaded it. And you could actually go see that publicly. Uh, it's like, I would love to have something like that to whatever degree that we can, where we get to see these people actually talk about, hey, this is the sort of stuff that you got to deal with. This is the sort of stuff we have to think about. And oh, yeah. it's it's strange to keep that sort of thing hidden in my opinion, just because if you have this sort of huge problem happening where the, you've effectively split the community and not even in half, you've split it into multiple different sections because you got the, you got the angry veterans, you got the happy veterans, you got the angry newcomers, you got the happy newcomers, you got the fans from other franchises that are trying, trying Halo for the first time. It, you've got little, little kids that are now growing up with the new Halo yeah. versus the teenagers that are growing up with the new Halo versus the adults that have been with Halo since the beginning. You got a lot of these people, a lot of different groups, and you're not satisfying, I think, any of them by trying to keep everything under lock and key. Like, I can get it in the age of leaks, but I think I talked about this before. I think leakers only care about leaking things that they aren't really a big fan of. Otherwise, they would just let them do what they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> So it's, it's it's yeah that's the thing I want. It's a it's a whole thing, you know, and and to to pivot to Master Chief in particular, right? Like, I think that the way that three four, I'm a very firm believer in a particular method of narrative design, right? So when you're dealing with mm -hmm. a character, I'm not a huge fan of vessels. I'm not, I you know, for me, I I know I'm not the character. I want to play a story where there is a story being told and there's a character that's sort of acting it out, and I'm kind of along for a ride and there's going to be another group of people it's i it's probably a 50 50 split really depending on how people like to bring in 
sort of play out their own stories and games. But it's like, you know, whether you really enjoy the vessel aspect of the narrative sort of design of CE2, 3 Reach, ODST even, you know, where you're a character in the world, but the character you're playing as, they might have a very loose backstory, right? Master Chief, Petty Officer, John 117. And, but you don't actually know really any of that in CE. You don't know about any of that in 2. There's a, a suite of characters around you that are characters. But Master Chief, you're basically just a camera that sometimes spouts out a random one-liner. We suddenly hit Halo 4, and we have this big narrative shift, right? Master Chief is suddenly a huge character. He's talking. He's got some of his backstory is being brought into the foreground. Some of the stuff from the multimedia releases, books, comics, etc. Hey, let's incorporate it into the story. Whether or not it was elegantly incorporated into the story is a totally different conversation. <laughs> but of which many people will debate. Uh, it's the age we live in, debate. But I think for me personally, Yo, Master Chief with a story is all the more compelling because we get to see, you know, actors like Jen Taylor, you know, Steve Downs. They get to play with these characters and build them out in a way that makes you want to know more about them. And for me, yo, modern Master Chief, he's kind of Kino. He's kind of there. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy. I've I've thought about this a little bit. It's kind of funny to me that Bungie was like, "We're gonna make a vessel character," and then they did Halo Reach. Yeah. <laughs> and noble six is quite literally the pinnacle of a vessel character because if you're going to actually look into noble six's lore yeah. you might get a couple paragraphs you got to fill in the rest yourself <laughs> i wish we would get i mean like a perfect example of this is is like dead space dead space one to dead space two there's this huge shift and i remember back in the day when when two came out there was a lot of people who didn't really like dead space two because suddenly this vessel of a character that was isaac clark no voice lines at all. A true vessel. Um, suddenly is talking. He's a narrative. He's a character arc. He's talking to other you know people in the in the world, and it yeah. it's shocking when you sort of encounter that. But yo, for me, Dead Space Two, damn, <laughs> damn, one of the best, one of the best. Well, uh, so, uh, first of all, Chief? first of all, fantastic perspectives. Uh, I, I, I very much appreciate that. Hey there, Halo fans. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with our friends right after these messages. You know, I appreciate that. That's exactly what I what I want. That's, I mean, because that's the thing. I think many of us, including myself, including probably James and Shane here, are very tired of seeing no. sort of okay so not james it's okay uh <laughs> are very tired of seeing the very the basically the exact same just record just broken record of everything that's wrong with halo everything that's wrong with it and it's like i can still understand because i don't think we should ever whatever happened with halo infinite i don't think we should ever forget I think we should forgive just because it's ultimately it's it wasn't their goal to release Halo Infinite into whatever state it was. Yeah. But it still shouldn't be forgotten, but it it shouldn't be something that I talked about this on a on the first episode of Terminals that we did on the on the re-release that we did recently. 
there's this one person on Twitter, which I'm going to no longer refer to her as a she because it's more than likely she's just pretending or he's just pretending to be a girl for the for the Internet clout. Mm. Um, this person on Twitter named Haley. Oh. Uh, dude, I, I'm actually you know what? Real quick. I'm going to actually just look up uh, this person's Twitter and I'm going to find their most recent post. and I'm going to guarantee you guarantee you it is something talking the, the just three, four, three as a whole. Just because th- that is basically all of this person posts, and there's no way most of it is actually like, yep, here we go. <laughs> oh no, the controversy! Oh my lord, this post this post actually is way longer than I thought it was going to be. I'm only going to read the first couple paragraphs. <laughs> oh my gosh, this person this person Whoa. bought Twitter Plus or Twitter Blue, whatever the hell it's called, just to post essays. 343 has completely ruined the gravity hammer. I can kind of get behind that opening statement just be, just, uh, just a little bit just because I don't like how the gravity hammer feels. And also like I don't like the extended animation and probably the thing oh, that yeah. I would say the the objective thing that you that probably shouldn't be there is the melee, not the heavy attack, like not pushing yeah, the trigger. I'm talking pushing the button. It's the same animation as well. Yeah. And there's oh, just no yeah. boom. Is there uh, no alternative? No, it's not like the past games where you hit it with the butt of your your weapon or you use the bladed end. No, it's the same animation. Was it a was it four or five that had the big swing animation that would sometimes happen? That that was always it was like this that was like four. Long. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, so one of the funnest weapons in Halo Sandbox and a franchise defining feature no longer works as originally designed by Bungie. The gravity hammer played a big role in Halo Sandbox. Blah 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 blah. They took away its gravity-altering ability and explosive impact. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Basically, she claims that 343 ripped off... Yeah, they stole the fun aspects of of the Bungie gravity hammer and applied them to the new repulsor equipment with an attempt to deceive players into thinking 343 invented something new and Uh cool when the truth is they didn't. That's certainly a f***ing take. <laughs> this person posts this stuff all the time. The, they're like, they're, there's nothing that adds to any form of conversation. It's basically just extended complaining. And I, I could, like I said, I think there's something that could you could say that if you talk about something objective, like there is no animation for standard melee with a gravity hammer in Halo Infinite. Now, why is that? That's a genuine thing you should probably ask about. The yeah. gravity hammer not having gravity altering effects. Uh, well. I have seen people throw things across the map with the gravity hammer, so surely that's not yeah. really a thing anymore. It's Is it to the same reduced. degree? Yeah, it's yeah, it's reduced. certainly reduced. But I don't, I don't think I would be able to take that just because three four three most certainly still wants to play around with physics. They, I mean, their physics engine in Halo Infinite is busted. I've seen it's it in a, custom it's games. Havoc. It's still, as far as I'm aware, like the back end engine side physics is still. I'm. Don't quote me on this. I'm fairly certain it's still Havoc, though. So it's it. Whatever we've had from CE onwards, the back end, the physics bed, the basis by which all physics calculations are being done is Havoc. It's I've, yeah. I mean, it's ubiquitous. It's used. It's in partially so many why I don't want to. I don't want them to switch to uh, a completely new engine just because I'm terrified of them trying to recreate that. <laughs> well, even if they did, uh, Havoc has plugins for Unreal. It's okay. It's, well, that's cool. They'd be able to recreate it. That's it's, good. It's other uh, elements of Halo that would be in dire rates for them. Yeah. Uh, so, skipping all the way back to to Chief because we have more controversial stuff to talk about that here in a yeah. bit. 
Um, and I'm sure that everyone's understood by now. This is an extended episode because 25, baby. But yeah. uh, the so the Master Chief, you know, he, I guess, th- pushes Didact off a bridge and Didact just kind of survives. Uh, and then Chief off screen in a comic fights Didact again, still doesn't kill him, just ban- banishes, banishes him to the shadow realm, basically. Um, and then that's that black team is dead, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, I, that's the one thing I really don't like is the amount of off screen deaths that suddenly happened. It, it was um, a period of time where that was just, it was like, man, who's next? <laughs> I didn't want it to be rookie, man. Oh, God. I did not want it to be rookie. Uh, so then we get into Halo 5, which... Mm-hmm, um, Cortana is is back, everyone. Congrats, except she's crazy. Oh, no. Uh, more importantly, she now has control over the domain. Bonkers, crazy. What's the domain? That's a good question, 16-year-old Austin, who didn't know what the domain was at the time <laughs> um it, it, it's a you know it's a galaxy controlling i guess thing that can uh for for anyone who doesn't know what the domain is it's basically how it comes off a a thing that can be used to control the galaxy and these terrifying giant creatures that can decimate entire surfaces of worlds and cortana just has them now that's pretty awesome i guess it, it's kind of also like runner internet yeah and Better yet, Chief is schizophrenic, so that's pretty sick. Uh, Halo 5, everybody. That's basically it when it comes to Chief, because <laughs> there's not much else to, to Chief's story in that game. I really enjoyed seeing him three times. That was <laughs> truly the, the most Master Chief story we've ever had. Truly one of the Master Chief stories of all time. <laughs> um, And then that's the, that's the gist of his adventures until... You know, a while later when after the created have been defeated, because we don't get to see what that looked like. uh, We are now on Zeta Halo, one of the most mysterious Halo rings that we've ever seen. And we get to explore the entirety. Well, at least a small chunk of that Halo ring as the Master Chief and the Master Chief in Halo Infinite as a character doesn't really go anywhere, except he goes from not trusting the weapon to trusting the weapon. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, and so Chief's character has not really moved a whole lot uh, since Halo 5. And, you know, putting aside that, I'm not entirely sure about that bad boy. But uh, aside from that, he his whole story is mostly told throughout a select few novels, which, again, any of them that have Master Chief story on them, just read them just because if you really want to get it's kind of like if you really like. Boba Fett except to except like Boba Fett is a much more extreme example who only had five lines in the entirety of the original trilogy and then got a bunch of stories written them all into a tweet well tweets are longer now but (laughs) the way tweets used to be you could fit all of Boba Fett's lines into one yes uh, and one of those lines was just was just him shouting anyway so (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hate getting the emails now it's like X formerly Twitter No one's gonna call it X. No one. Not you a guys single see that soul. that oh, ad for X where the Twitter bird gets fucking killed by the X logo? No. Oh my god! What? Yeah. Oh my god! Well, is it official? Was it they made it? I don't know. I just saw it one day. Oh my god! 
I just saw it like I don't remember where I saw it. I don't know if it was a real ad or just something someone made. Look in general. <laughs> Look in I'm pretty general. sure Mr. Musk himself oh posted God. it. Actually, now I remember. Oh my I lord! Think about it. What the poor bird? <laughs> no! There's a little feather falls off. What a detail! Jeez. That that looks like something that Elon Musk would post. <laughs> That's some awesome motion graphics, though. Yeah, so uh, like, now that we've no, gotten... Don't what? get me li- don't, don't get me wrong. It goes hard, but I miss Bluebird. <laughs> okay, bring miss back. Bluebird. He was a pleasant color. Bluebird made me feel a little bit better about all of the annoying arguments that I had to witness every day. <laughs> yeah, now oh, those just stick out like a sore thumb. Don't you just so, love when somebody is blue and they're on the tab of the conversation you're like oh shit i don't know <laughs> i don't know chief oh chief speaking of chief <laughs> yeah. uh speaking of master chief after we have halo somewhere. infinite wrapped up and we're left at where we're at right now the only other thing that we have about chief's story is that at some point he's recognized with a monument made in his honor back uh where they had that that funeral for him when they thought he was dead uh, and that was the whole Halo 3 Believe campaign where they have all these UNSC veterans talk about when Chief would come save them. Beautiful ad campaign, probably one of the best that Halo has ever had. Um, so aside from that, there's really nothing else that we know about the foreseeable future. We don't know where Chief is going to end up next. We're just going to have to sit back and wait. But if you're itching for more Chief stories, there is something out there for you. A completely alternate version of Chief. The Silver Timeline Chief. Oh, well, which we don't have to Jimmy talk about. Rings. Oh, dude, <laughs> you don't want to talk about about uh, Master Cheeks? Dude, he's, <laughs> he's such a good, good character. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I need to real quick clarify something to you guys. See, my wife, she has this condition called hyperacusis, which means she can hear me at all times because her hearing is turned up all the way, and oh, it, you know, that. that's it's a very fascinating condition. Uh, not at all fun to live with, but it does mean that she can hear me at all times. She just texted me, yay, Master Cheeks. <laughs> so <laughs> before I even said Master Cheeks, she sent that. So, it, it, OK, here's here's the deal. All right. What the hell? <laughs> you know, you know what? You mind if I, I hit you with an interesting take? Maybe not. I, maybe not. Cool. I don't know. I I will take I will absolutely accept a take because I'm also going to ask uh, Ash for his take after you. <laughs> oh hell yeah! So, all right. I, amongst all of the potential flaws that we could talk about in the show, I actually think Master Chief is a really interesting and compelling character in it because we get to see a take of a character in in an alternate form, right? Like, what if Master Chief is suddenly, you know, they're dealing with this emotional sort of dysregulation. And, you know, they don't know how to control it. They don't know what's happening. They've been lied to their entire life in this version of the universe. And the other, oh, he's hella known that he's been kidnapped. But in this world, (laughs) you're uncovering it for the first time. And we're seeing what is his experience unraveling this lie. And I find it really fascinating. I actually really like all of the Spartans in the show. Uh, literally all of them are interesting. Like, uh, what, what is it? Silver Team? And, uh, yeah. oh no, the the dude, 
The guy. So interesting, you can't even remember their names. <laughs> Soren. Sorry. Soren's awesome. I love Soren. And I really enjoy Master Chief and Soren's sort of a bit of a bit back and forth, kind of like an old married couple coming back together and, you know, bickering. But I, I really enjoy those characters, and I really... I, I think that Master Chief's story has the potential in that show to be genuinely compelling. Here's some changes that should be done for the rest of okay, the show. Okay, so without without condoning or condemning, Ash, <laughs> what, what would your response to that take be? Uh, well... <laughs> I Debate personally, me. I did enjoy the show. I, I personally really enjoyed the show. Just like I went into it knowing it wouldn't be what Halo is as like the game series or like the books or the anime yeah. series. I knew like I, I went into a very open mindset. <laughs> I knew if I went in there thinking this better be like this, like this, like this, I would hate it. And like there were some parts, you know, immediately episode one, helmet off, flipping the couch. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> a little upset. <laughs> but it's just like, open mindset at least it was nice for the most part it it had you know it was a live action show that had a lot of halo aspects it had nice cgi for the most part um it just the storytelling it's there the aspects are there characters are there it's just overall i liked it but (laughs) it could have been a lot better now now Shane, I'm gonna ask you to go last because I know you're gonna be talking the most. So James, <laughs> what would your your response be to those takes? Um, you see, you might be able to go back and call me out for uh walking it back, uh, if you go back to the Halo TV show episode, because I don't remember what I said or what my opinions were, but my response to the show has always been Eh. it didn't really it, there, a lot of it bugged me but honestly as a sci-fi if you look at it as a sci-fi show just a sci-fi show if you take Halo out of your brain and just think of the Halo things as cool things well it's hard to take like, Halo, yeah, that's out Halo. Of it. it's hard yeah. to take Halo yeah. out of it when it's a show made for Halo yeah yes uh, it's not exact it's hard to phrase okay but as a show, like a narrative, I don't think it's that bad. It's as a Halo adaptation, it struggles, definitely. <laughs> um, but from episode to episode, it's like there's a narrative. There are things I enjoy about the story, and I was able to get enjoyment as I watch it. Like I finished the whole first season. So, like, that says something. Like, I know a lot of people yeah. who didn't even get past the first episode. Oh. Now, Shane, I've saved the stage for you. So, would, would you have anything to, to say to these takes? Um, okay. Uh-oh. So, I'm ready. I see where James is coming from, but, like, there's just so many different things that they've could have done with that TV show. And I will stand by that. Like, yes, as like taking away, like try to looking past the halo name, which is extremely hard to do because it is a show made for halo with halo characters. So regardless of how you want to look at it, it is a halo show. Um, it, there, there is literally, um, uh, I believe half a year time period between halo five and halo infinite that we don't know what the fuck happened. If you're not going to put it in the game, you could have damn well put it in the TV show bare minimum. 
Yeah. So it, it could like something something to progress the story and enrich the universe. Making a show that isn't canon and going off like the base storyline isn't doing anything and it made the show feel more like a cash grab for the for the people who made it rather than a service to the fans that we deserve. I do find it interesting when you go and look at Paramount's response about Halo's success. Yeah. Uh, it, it just because it, uh, I would agree that it is odd for 343, who has proven to be rather effective at this multimedia thing, considering how Bungie hadn't even considered it. It was a 343 idea to make Halo multimedia in the first place. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they didn't make the show that uh, to fill in a gap because they wouldn't retell a story. It's not something that they really do. They only did it one time, and that was with Fall of Reach, really. And even that um, was different. Yeah. Uh, and it's just odd to to see them do something completely completely away from canon but yeah. it also makes me wonder necessary. how much it was it, it makes me wonder how much it was paramount because paramount's response is what i'm i find most well, fascinating i'm sure because, it was well I'm listen sure this is what paramount. they said this is what they said right they said they think halo is very franchisable so yeah. they're looking at yeah they're looking at it as a cash grab I mean, no, it, worse than wrong. that. Worse than that. They don't even know that Halo is already a franchise. Right. Right. It's just like. Well, I think I think uh, they're probably on the on the board of like. So you you've got to understand where Paramount's coming from when they're saying franchisable. They're saying franchisable in the, the go stream, uh, data, uh, video, and also movie potentially right front. Like, I I think that. Here's here's the thing with the show. The potential is there for it to be better and have improvements. I think some of it probably eh, it may have been. My, look, my little conspiracy theory. This happens with a lot of shows. This is a take that you've probably heard a million other places. But I think there was probably a pre-existing script, like a pre-existing screenplay, that was available, and they were like, "Hey, what if we?" You know, we've had the show in development hell for a really long time. We're going to retune this thing to make it easier to get it into production finally. And, you know, reduced upfront cost. We won't have to bring in too many writers. We can throw in maybe um, some slightly inexperienced showrunners, not throwing those guys under the bus. I think they probably did well with what they had on hand. And, you know, retool something to work for Halo and, like, yeah, maybe I don't know. For all I, for all we know, it was t- totally, completely fresh, and the direction was right from the beginning. Let's let's, if, and maybe this was for like a decade because yeah, I remember the show was announced like what, twenty thirteen. That's a yeah, hell it was, of a yeah. long time. Back because like the, the way that it basically has gone with Halo's visual media has been, hey, we're gonna make a movie in two thousand seven with Neil <laughs> yeah. Blomkamp in his first movie, and everyone's like, who's that? And he's like, oh, they apprenticed under Peter Jackson. He apprenticed under who? Uh, and uh, Neil Blomkamp is like, yeah, I'll absolutely do this. This is awesome. I've already got props in in production. And Bungie's like. Mm-hmm you haven't done any movies before sorry we're not gonna really trust you with like you know yeah. our god child like you know this is kind of a golden goose over here and he's like okay fine goes and makes one of the coolest sci-fi films of all time district nine uh and everyone's like but that could have been halo because district nine uses all the props that were made for the yeah. halo movie that's why some things look a little bit more which, halo than others which makes you question some things too with that production it, you get some insight into what halo as a film at that time could have looked like and i think uh-huh. honestly 
if you go read the leaked original script that was for like Chronicles, which is like the name I believe the name of the film at the time, um you'll encounter some stuff that's like really wacky. Like it's a genuinely Oh yeah, like uh, Master Chief it's having really a uh, having a evil brother that he yeah. has to fight at the oh, end. Dude, yeah, there's so much bad. <laughs> no f- offense to whoever wrote that script. There's so much just insane <laughs> in that script that <laughs> I'm of the camp that maybe we were spared. We were spared for a long time from something really bad. Mm. Now, I am curious to know, because after that, we haven't heard anything. We didn't hear anything about any visual media until the Xbox One dropped. And then we got Steven yeah. Spielberg saying, hey, I'm working on a Halo TV show. Isn't that so exciting? Anyway, bye. And then disappears for the rest of time. Yeah, uh, he wasn't He wasn't an executive producer listed on uh, the current show, right? I think they nope, uh, he I, stepped I away so. in some mm-hmm, iteration I, of the show. He stepped away. I'm, so fascinated to know what he was wanting that they didn't do that you know what i mean because it's not common for especially for spielberg yeah. i mean the dude is he's worked on a lot of stuff that seemed kind of out of pocket you know <laughs> what was infeasible at the time would be really interested <laughs> like what what were microsoft execs looking at and wasn't it showtime at one point too like yeah it was it showtime wasn't originally. yeah it's like what were they looking at where they were like this is an untenable situation. Let's restart production again. Yeah, like, it's it's most fascinating for for someone from my perspective because I've in my background, uh, I I do global marketing. That's my actual career. I I work with a right now. I got I'm hired full time by a single company to work global marketing for them. But mm-hmm. since I do this global marketing thing, there's a lot of aspects to marketing and to producing short films and to producing documentaries and to producing all of these things in order to try to gain attention towards a brand or. Or a company or a name or a product yeah. that it's fascinating to now look at it look at what's going on with 343 in halo and and just kind of wonder what conversations are happening in this room because i've heard these conversations before i'm guaranteeing it and i'd be very fascinated to know where these decisions were coming from and at one point someone who might have been just a halo fan who was like but why don't we do this was sidelined because their idea was straight up just not possible to do yeah I mean, think about it, too, from a marketing perspective. Hey, we're going to tell the story again. Well, how do you sell it to people who've already <laughs> seen that story? I mean, yeah, some people might be interested in seeing it again. We're kind of in an era of that right now. Last of Us, the Last of Us show was like, yeah. it was painful watching that after Halo. Because here's <laughs> this story. And, yeah, it's a direct retelling with some beautiful, just beautiful notes of new you know aspects of the narrative well that's the thing is like if you really want to come at it from that direction i think a good direct comparison would be with comedy evolved and uh the flood because yeah. comedy evolved and the flood are the exact same story but the flood adds in a whole bunch of different stuff that's happening at the exact same time Man, and that was the that. fascinating part <laughs> yeah or alpha base in general or what happened yeah. to poor jenkins for being like half infected and conscious while he's being infected. Or that uh, like, who was in the escape pod. <laughs> yeah, and then did not last long after that. Uh, and it's like, this, the fascinating thing is that with that script that we're talking about just now, that that was all in that script. This was all going yeah. to be addressed. And so yeah. like, I'm, I'm very much interested in the idea of retelling these stories, but adding an expansion because we already have gotten that, I would say twice, honestly, because we have the flood expanding Halo Comedy Evolve, but we also have Hunt the Truth expanding Halo 2 a little bit. And um, to some extent, even 
I mean, post Halo Two with First Strike to some extent. It's yeah. Like, or sorry, yeah. post CE into two. Mm-hmm. So it's like that mix story of what happened after the Halo Ring was blown. But up. even then, I I would say that Shane made an excellent point earlier by saying that it, there are chunks of Halo's story that have yet to even be touched by the Halo novels. If yeah. there was a, a, a show or something like that that told the story of what happened with the Created's Reign, because all we really have with the Created's Reign is probably two or three novels, and uh, that's it. I've got a Master Chief-related question here. What do you guys hey. think is interaction with Atriox is going to be if they bring Atriox back in Season 2? I I've been thinking about this for a long time, okay? I... I would hope so I I'm on I'm on two sides of the coin here cuz there's the one side of the coin that really didn't like Eshram at all. Yeah. And I would very much like Chief to just kind of be just kind of, you know, soldier it up and just be like you again, you know, that sort of thing, that sort of vibe. But then there's yeah. the other side of it where narratively it would make sense for after fighting Eshram, Chief has more of this honorable warrior's perspective and he respects Atriox as an opponent. Uh, and is more methodical about how he wants to take him down instead of just, I need a weapon, and goes in yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, so what I would like, Atriox is much more of a philosophical character than we have often given him credit for, and I probably would enjoy having some sort of a back-and-forth dialogue between him and Chief, or him and Weapon, mm-hmm. if we're going to be going that far. Uh, and just to just to sort of first of all make it so that we actually have Atriox as the main bad guy, please. Uh, and also so that we potentially get something that we don't really get from Chief very often. We've gotten it twice, fascinating number of times in the games. Um, philosophy, perspective, yeah. uh, a concept. Because Halo Four, we got his perspective on hey what is it like being a soldier, but a machine at the same time and halo infinite? Hey, humans make mistakes. And that was pretty much the gist of it. I'd love to get a lot more than that. (laughs) It it even expands into the AI. AI make mistakes, guys. AI humans, look, everybody makes mistakes. Planets blow up when they're made, but they're made. I don't make mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Lola. Yeah. So, uh, the, the last thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, in relation to the master chief, uh, was this, this, the last topic of, uh, silver timeline and everything like that. That was one controversial thing. This one is probably going to be sort of a sad controversial thing. Talks right now have been interestingly enough, the same thing is happening with Optimus Prime's voice actor, but people are talking about Steve Downs's retirement. Uh, thankfully, they're not treating it the same way as Optimus Prime's voice actor. I don't really know why they're looking at Scully and being like, or not Scully, I don't remember his last name, but yeah. being like, hey, you should retire. You're old now. And it's like, but guys, he loves playing his character. He's probably going to be playing it until he dies. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Steve Downs, I, I'm fairly certain his attachment to Master Chief is probably going to also last until he's just not on this earth anymore. Uh. And so people have been talking a lot, though, because of this topic, because of this conversation, who would be either the next Master Chief or who would be the next Master Chief in voice and then keep it going. And I've gotten three pretty I've gotten one good answer. I've gotten one iffy answer and I've gotten one horrible answer. And I'll I'll explain all of them. 
So the horrible answer. Let's make Steve Downs' voice an AI. No. Uh, I firmly stand against that just because I you have I, just, I don't think anybody's ready for how weird that would feel to know that that's not a real person that's talking to you. Uh, I, w- I just I wouldn't be able to do that. The second option is recasting Steve Downs, getting somebody else to play the character or just killing Master Chief and letting his character just kind of go off. But that that last one leads into the I think the best choice to make, and that's replace the main protagonist of Halo, mm-hmm. and everyone's first choice right now is Jerome. Oh yeah. Hey there, Halo fans! Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with our friends right after these messages. I would be 100% down with having Jerome take over because that guy is awesome. <laughs> he's a bit of a badass. He's awesome. I mean, he's already done some stuff that's kind of comparable to the things that, that the chief has done. Jerome on also the art, Jerome on the spirit of fire. He's out there, man. He's doing He's doing his thing somewhere. I, I was hoping, listen, I, I don't know. I know I shouldn't have had as many expectations as I did, but I was really hoping to have at least some form of Halo Wars 2 crossover in Halo Infinite. Like, Chief is on his last legs. There's this massive battle that he's taking part in, and the spirit of fire comes out of slip space right above. You know, Captain Cutter's like, didn't expect to see you here, 117, and, you know, does this whole song and dance. And, you know, Red Team drops in to be the the replacement for Blue Team since they're not there for some reason. You know, if you you look at the uh, art book for Infinite, I think at one point there was definitely somebody, at least in concepting, there was like, yeah, let's because there's a couple of times in, in the concepts where the spirit of fire shows up just it's there and you're like well i really wonder what they wanted to do with that could you imagine chief jerome interacting just red team suddenly there's another I would love that. Of spartan because the th- another reason why i really want that is because man i want more spartan twos talking to each other because these guys quite literally grew up together yeah I would. I want that because I mean that that was one thing in Halo Wars too when Jerome was like, "Good to hear John's still kicking." Like I want, it, I want Jerome <laughs> to show up and be like, "You kind of look old." Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've been in cryo for so long. They're they're spry. They're twenty five or whatever they were when they were yeah. frozen. Chief's this old haggard man that's seen the entire war. Actually, wait. Like, I want to figure this out. Hold on, hold on. If they were frozen in twenty five in twenty five twenty five, right at the yeah. beginning of the war, and they were frozen for thirty years, that would actually make Jerome like nineteen. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, Jerome. That's the thing. That's uh, there's so much interesting potential there. I really hope that. If we don't get DLC with infinite, you know, expansion story-wise, more chief story, I really do hope that they they take the potential of all of the plot threads that they've sort of seeded for the entire universe and just bring it. If we're getting rid of chief, if if we're, I I am solidly not of the idea of recasting Steve Downs. I think yeah. when you when you have a character and the aspect of that character the the soul of the character which is i think in a lot of these instances the voice actor um i think it's really difficult to recast them we talked about this literally last week i think we were talking about destiny and recasting nathan fillion 
right? When he, he I, you know, whatever casting issue was happening at the time, and they, was it Nolan Noor that they brought in to cover for uh, the One Destiny Two expansion? Uh, yeah, I, t- I t- we talked about this last week actually. Nathan yeah. Fillion, uh, he was the voice of Cade Six in Destiny Two, and he couldn't show up for the the DLC where Cade Six dies, and so. Nolan North, who was the voice actor for Ghost, was like, I can do Nathan Fillion's voice. And they're like, you can do Nathan Fillion's voice? And then replying in Nathan Fillion's voice, yes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, when you look at it, well, rather, listen to it, you can still tell, right? There's the aspect of his voice that's there. You can, it's not quite Nathan Fillion. And it's a great, right, homage to that character, yeah. to Nathan Fillion's, you know, voice acting prowess. But it's not quite the same. You know, it doesn't no. have the same sort of levity of everything. Everyone can can hear it. And most importantly, I don't it's sort of like if someone were to try to mimic James Earl Jones as Darth Vader. Yeah. Nobody can sound like James Earl Jones. It's you know, when when these when you have these people that have been involved in the production of something for a generation or more. Right. Earl Jones is an incredible example. He's old. Yeah, he's in his mm-hmm. 90s now. Right. Yep. Uh, he's hella old and there's gonna be a day where we don't have him and do we continue telling stories with vader i mean in any well, d- theater production right you you recast people pretty frequently but i think in like in like games and media it's really it's a very difficult sell you've got to you, find did you hear person. about what happened with Darth vader actually no oh my friend did disney okay. do a disney <laughs> oh, Disney did a Disney, my friend. More importantly, James Earl Jones did a unexpected move. Uh, Disney oh, presented him with, hey, because here's the thing. I completely understand this. James Earl Jones has defined his career by Darth Vader. He's a huge fan of Darth Vader, and he believes that it will be the 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 mark that he's left on yeah. culture when he dies. And so Disney came to him and was like, hey, we want to keep on doing stories that involve Darth Vader once you're gone. Would you be okay with us making a super advanced AI imprint of your voice and keeping your character alive in this way? And he agreed. I mean, hey, if you get the consent of the of the actor, I think it's okay. I, I just, you know, there's that aspect of from the grave, right? That yeah. Is, yeah really hard to get around the thing is that it's really really good because kenobi that show that was not james old jones talking about kenobi we don't talk about kenobi we don't talk about i'm talking about just this part because i don't want to talk about the rest of it this is first of all a halo podcast second of all no i just don't want to talk about the show uh but darth vader that's not james old jones like yeah that's his voice but that's not him no that's uh, that's someone else playing him and they put they basically deep faked his voice on top of it if you've ever if you've ever watched star trek and you've listened to the computer in the background so i I would say that star trek is probably the first franchise that's done this where the computer was voiced by gene roddenberry's wife so gene roddenberry was the main guy behind star trek and Mm -hmm. his wife she was on the show uh not to get into it, she she was one of the characters, but in particular, she was the voice of the ship, the computer. So, Module Baron. And she, before dying, I'm quite, actually, pretty sure quite early, actually, like decades before her death, she voiced out pretty much every possible consonant, every possible sound, so that they could effectively build a voice model of her. 
so that they could. It's so like perpetuity. a very very early Siri. Yeah. So a the in perpetuity user voice for later shows. I don't know if they're still doing this um, in in the latest shows, but for a very long time it was her and all the media. Whenever the community, you know, computer would talk, it would be Marvel Barrett's voice. She passed away in two thousand eight, and they were still using her voice. I think in Discovery. So it's it's that aspect of that's really cool but also is it weird and would it be better to just recast the person give somebody another shot at it or like get rid of that aspect right like yeah it's a hard it's a hard choice i think i think it's i think the examples have been laid out for us pretty well actually by going back to the star wars topic just because they have tried both they've they've done the whole let's just keep the voice alive but also let's keep the face alive you know with the whole de-aging and replacement of luke skywalker for example but the problem is is that people kind of vibing with just having other actors playing young versions of characters i don't think people would have responded to solo as well if it was just a young harrison ford deep fake yeah imagine (laughs) Uh, dude imagine him doing the stones of that movie oh my god yeah (laughs) uh but it it, just because we we eventually got to wrap up at some point there's only there's one bonus thing i wanted to talk about uh and present as a question and that is outside of halo what is your favorite master chief reference or appearance because chief and it doesn't have to be i guess specifically chief it could be just a spartan in general because other Spartans other than Chief have appeared in other games. But from what you know off the top of your head, gents, what what, what are we looking at here? Ooh. All right, I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> so it's, it's a bit corny. But <laughs> when Fortnite first announced Master Chief, they used <laughs> Red versus Blue. They used Red versus Blue to announce it. And I, 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 I do remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. I most that of my hate knowledge comes from Red versus Blue, like being completely satire. <laughs> a lot of my Halo just like enjoyment came from watching that show and that made me play the game. That's fair. What about you, Idiot? You know, it was on Netflix for like yeah. a few years. Oh yeah, I watched it on there. Ooh, it's a big question. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, you know, it is it is really funny. That we've had a lot of crossover stuff, in particular this week, Master Chief being added, just straight up in the Rainbow Six Siege. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Honestly, it's just interesting to see Halo propagated into anything. You know, it's still mm-hmm. a relevant franchise, and I, you know, as a big Halo fan, I really just enjoy seeing it kind of anywhere. I don't really have a particular favorite, like, this crossover event. Um... I think it's just cool when it happens. Because, you know, as a fan, you see a tiny reference somewhere, you see Master Chief pop up and something like, here's a crossover event. I, I always think it's kind of Yeah. So, I think with James and Shane, they likely would would say, I'm, I'm just guessing, just tossing it out there, they probably are, are thinking either... I'm, I'm probably going to guess that for Shane, his favorite is likely the siege appearance now now that he's in rainbow six siege yeah um james just because of how much he loves the fact that he's in there now fortnite is probably going to be his favorite uh some of our most fun entertainment entertainment moments from fortnite were probably from us playing as chief altogether and doing random dances making chief do dumb things uh my personal favorite though 
and and it's obscure but kind of i mean it it wasn't at the time but it might be now but uh there's a certain game uh game game franchise by the name of duke nukem oh and duke (laughs) nukem forever the game that was in development hell and ended up being one of the worst games ever made uh that game had a master chief reference and i love it because it's it's done in such a funny way and it just putting it into context makes it ho- even more hilarious uh he it, it, you can play as duke nukem you can walk up to this truck and there's this this soldier of some kind standing there he's like sir we got your power armor ready for you and it's straight up just master chief's armor <laughs> and oh, yeah. duke nukem goes power armor is for pussies and uh well we could see whose franchise lasted the longest because <laughs> duke nukem quickly after that just got shut down entirely duke nukem lives on in memes okay he lives on he in does. voice actors doing incredible <laughs> memes I, I seriously my favorite one from from that meme collection is most certainly the ones like if the show is called invincible then why can i see it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, oh, I man. I love that one so much. Uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much the gist of everything that we could possibly talk about with Chief, at least for now, because Chief is an ongoing conversation and it easily has so many individual stories that could be easily expanded on in the future. But it, it, that's the thing. I don't think anybody walked into this episode thinking that it was just going to be if you did, I'm sorry, but like an hour and a half or more of just talking about Master Chief's lore and plot. What do you think this is? The first 10 episodes of this show? No, that's not going to be happening this time. <laughs> it's not. It's too much. There's there's too much to worry about and to figure out. I would rather just actually make it just a normal conversation you already know the the gist and the way this show works i'm hoping at least if you don't welcome to the show this is a library you can find us on anyway <clears throat> so <laughs> uh <laughs> with that all being said uh f- for the foreseeable future whenever we get into our next halo title or whatever it is that comes next what sort of what sort of story do you think would be best next for master chief and i ask that because I don't think the next thing that we see from Halo, unless it's the TV show, of course, is going to be Master Chief related at all. I think it's going to be another spinoff of some sort, some other story being told. If it's following the same formula as Bungie, where they did the first three games, which I mean, Halo 4, Halo 5 and Halo Infinite are both the start to a trilogy. They're not a trilogy, so it's a little bit difficult to really justify it. But they did the first three games and then they did ODST Wars Reach. And then they made three more mainline games. So maybe we're going to get three more not mainline games. Uh, but if Chief were to come back in some shape or form that wasn't that TV show, what would what would you want to see next if you have an ideal? And to make this easier organized, uh, Idiot, we'll start with you. Well, I think that Master Chief is a really cool character. I would really like to still see more of Chief. I think they've set a lot of plot like there's a ton in the narrative that they could pull from to build a really interesting story, especially following Infinite. Please, mm. for the love of God, do not drop the narrative ball again. Because like Halo Four to Five, uh oh, the story's gonna fundamentally change. We're gonna tell a new story. Five to Infinite, 
uh-oh, the story's fundamentally <laughs> changed. We're going to tell a different story. And it's like, just follow through, you know? Follow through, tell the story. I want to see his interaction with the created. What are they? I don't know. I literally no idea at this point uh, where mm-hmm. they're at, what they're doing, what's Cortana up to, what are the Enla? I want to know, I want to be in Chief's shoes as that mystery is uncovered. And if that's the final piece of Chief Saga, I think that'll be excellent. And mm-hmm. otherwise, I want to see spinoffs. You know, I, I think Halo has this depth of a universe that is unfortunately very underutilized in the game space, where we had a period of, like you said, spinoffs. I was like, whoa, ODST, Halo Wars, you know, Reach. We had this era of spinoffs, and it it was great because we got to see the universe from another character's perspective. And if, for whatever reason, maybe Chief's running out of steam, let's put him on the freezer for a while. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But if they keep him, I, I the next time we see him, I really want to see a continuation of the story where he's at now. Like, make this dude interact with Atriox. Make him uncover yeah. the mystery so that's my answer ash how about you um so i would personally like to see a game where you either play as the covenant and mess chiefs the final boss or as like (laughs) you just play as like a random spartan like not like ram spartan but kind of like in reach where you were just you know you were part of bravo six and it was just like noble team and it was just like some spartan that's not just like top dog just someone that's just dealing with war it's just like in the war themselves and they know about master chief and you eventually want to find him and you want to help him with his but you know if you don't get to him you're going to die and it's just like so your whole mission base is just survive <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's it you know i just play against play against the spartans or reach the spartans like i don't want a game where you are master chief you've done that it's repeat it's fun but it's just like I'd like to see other perspectives of like it was a game where it's the Halo One story, but you're not the chief. You're just a different Spartan. Like give us that story. Give I've actually heard a, a lot of different perspectives on that. Uh, uh, most recently, I saw a conversation where someone said that they would want the next game to be they play as a Marine. And while you're playing at one point, chief just bashes in through a wall or something like that and he just starts taking out everybody in front of you clearly displaying the differences between spartan and marine and there was uh there's actually quite a few mods you can find where you can play as a marine in comedy evolved uh or a covenant soldier in comedy evolved and probably one of the most fascinating things about that is that uh there was a mod that i played for comedy evolved where you play as a grunt but it isn't just like a player model swap they made a whole campaign like a whole custom campaign set up for it and i'm playing through it and at one point i get to uh the cryo area not like inside but that little that uh overseeing area the lab deck above it and you can look down and you can see chief fighting elites and kicking their ass (laughs) and you're looking at that and you're like i'm dead aren't i oh my god because you don't have any you don't have anything that keeps you alive like chief does so like you're just kind of watching him wipe the floor with these these high-ranking elites 
And seeing that and not playing as him feels a whole lot different. And so I, I kind of would enjoy I would enjoy, to be clear, any form of seeing him again. Uh, but that does seem like a very unique sort of way to go about it. I think the way that I would go about it, if specifically a topic and talking on the topic of what if Steve Downs and Master Chief were to go away and Halo has to move on without him uh, at the very least. I would want Master Chief to stick around as sort of like uh, like if Firefight stays around. He's a Firefight voice for every game. <coughs> oh, yeah. Uh, something like that. Just something that keeps him at least there because he will always have some form of stake in Xbox's success and Halo's success. Success and his story is always going to be one of the more interesting ones from the franchise. You can't have 20 years of Halo and forget the Master Chief. So I would want to make sure that he at least gets some form of recognition as we move forward. Mm -hmm. But it is going to feel weird 20 years later down the line from now where, you know, I'm going to be 44 years old and I'll be like, yeah, I remember when Master Chief was the focus. Now we got a you know physical version of Cortana still around somehow. one one two. And yeah, exactly. His Mr. his Chief. twin brother, uh, Mister Mister Jim, <laughs> Spartan one one seven and a half. <laughs> uh, no, a, por- a portal between two different fracture universes is open. And Jimmy I'm kind Riggs of wondering if well, through. if oh, no, I would actually. Be, I'm really curious to know if Halo will actually go in the direction of multiverse. I don't want them to ever. I think that'll open up way too many problems. It, but, it seems like they're kind of doing it with the fractures, but yeah, they've also been tying the fractures into the main story, like the main universe, whatever the prime universe. Uh, so I don't know. I don't really know where they're where they're going with that stuff. Same. With I, I just don't team. want them to. I'm not. I'm not sure where they're going. Because my problem right now, a reason why I stopped watching Marvel is because of the multiverse. Because nothing really matters anymore now. Yeah. Uh, a, a character could die. Okay, they exist somewhere else though. They're probably gonna come back at some point. It's like it's just it, there's nothing that's interesting about it. It's 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 really cool when it's just let's say like a, in a comic series or a, a TV show. You know, you get these stories of these individual characters from this other realm. They don't know about the other multiverses. They're just or the the rest of the multiverse. They're just they're living their own story. Okay, that's pretty neat. It's when you introduce the fact that the multiverse is just a living part of the narrative and these characters are aware of it and they can interact with it at any time. No, now you've completely lost me because now there's no such thing as stakes. If I need something, I can just go to the neighboring dimension and pick it up and come back like it's Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, no, it always feels like a cop out when you have this multiverse aspect. Like there's a ton of potential in it, but it's, you know, just focus on one timeline. Yeah, I, I would want Master Chief, if anything, to uh, I, I will live and die by this one. I want Chief to go out on screen. Yeah. I want to be there when he dies. I, like, I, I will not be able to handle it if they're just like Chief retires or he gets locked away in the domain forever. We never see him again. No, he's been through way too much as a character. He's seen way too many of his brothers and sisters die. He's been through so much. And if anything, this man deserves a a death even more poetic than Eshram's. It's it's like 
we have examples too of how not to send off a main character. Like, sorry to bring up Star Trek again, or even Star Wars to some extent. Uh, several <laughs> characters were sent off in a very interesting way. But mm-hmm. uh, let's not kill Master Chief with a bridge. But I want to see. No. I want to see him some blaze of glory, heroic sacrifice, something that really culminates the arc of his character. You know. Yeah. I, dude, I really enjoyed seeing him in Infinite being this sort of caring, like, he's this symbol of stoicism. But when it comes down mm-hmm. to it, he's still just a person in armor, and when he's interacting with Asparza, dude, Brohammer, mind you, mm-hmm. that's such a good moment. I want to see Chief, I want to see the culmination of that character. Like, and it's. I think it's really important for the franchise, too. Especially if uh, for one day, Halo will be retired as a franchise. I think it'll be mm-hmm. a really important moment to send out yeah. Chief. Yeah, because do it, 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 don't do it all, please. For the love yeah, of God, I I want something that because it, it would have to be. I would want some amazing writers to come on just for that one scene, just because I want an, a death that hits me harder than. And I'll I'll give the two deaths that have rocked me the hardest, the hardest, and that's Noble Six. And Dom from Gears of War. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I can get a, a death that just utterly shatters me. Actually, to some extent, I'll, I'll even bring this one in. Have either of you guys ever actually played Cyberpunk 2077 to the end? I have not no. beaten it yet. <laughs> and I, I okay. just... Okay. So... <laughs> I'll hold my ears. Well, well I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to say the final death that if you make the the choices that i made the final death had me questioning m- my own decision making for days <laughs> that's the type of story the one that never leaves you i mean exactly you know, even qu- dude imagine if halo 5 story wasn't what it was and cortana was just dead gone the weight of cortana's death in halo 4 phenomenal I remember, mm-hmm. I remember that and having to sit there and be like, "Wow, goddamn, it hurt." And I, I, I actually do remember, and I still am a little bit, but not as much as I was. I remember being pissed when Cortana came back. Yeah, because no, I was I, like, "I, I got over am. you. Why are you here?" <laughs> I, I, it's still painful seeing her back because it's like, oh man, like, it's painful. Yeah. A, a good example too of. I, dude, I want Chief to go out in a Morden Salas style way. Mass Effect, mm-hmm. give my boy a Morden Salas out. A heroic <laughs> sacrifice. Just something like that. It, it, just because he deserves it. Steve Downs deserves it. Steve Downs deserves his character to go out in one of the biggest blazes of glory that we've ever seen. Stakes oh, yeah. all the way up at the top. Him doing what he does best, defending humanity against some sort of impossible foe and it could actually be like if we're talking about someone else taking his mantle like let's say like jerome is there for the scene and he's the one that sees the master chief die he's immediately disillusioned about the whole legend of the master chief thing watching him die and i'm just picturing it in my head just thinking about how cool it is whoever it is whatever it is that kills the master chief and jerome goes on a whole spartan frenzy oh my god just pissed off because they they he effectively lost the Spartan. Mm-hmm. Like wh- whoever is there, whoever in the UNSC is there to witness it, they all immediately get a massive, like it's a martyrdom morale boost. Look, all I know is they set up this story with whatever the f- 
the endless are. <laughs> it, whatever they are. I you know, it doesn't even matter what they are right now. It's what they become. Dude, if if they can set up a serious antagonistic force, a really serious enemy, yeah, we've got all the blue team available. We've got that entire cast of characters from the Infinity. We've got the entire cast of the Spirit of Fire. Maybe they want to keep that separate, but I would love to see Jerome just like interact with Chief. Dude, could you imagine? Listen, like, have all of that. All of that. I what I would love. What I would love is just seeing these Spartans actually interact with each other. I I love watching Blue Team talk. I love watching Fire Team Majestic talk. I like watching Spartan Palmer talk to the other Spartans and and give them morale boosts. Dude, (laughs) I freaking love her speech at the beginning of Spartan Ops. It's it got me hype every time I went to start it up again. It is pretty. It's. It like I don't know that final. If those freaks want to meet God, it's our duty to help them along, and then body slam a cruiser. (laughs) I freaking love it, and and so we're gonna go way too long on this. Chief deserves respect. Chief is one of the greatest characters, if not the greatest character in video game history. In fact, if someone doesn't remember this, I will remind everyone at one point, I think it was IGN or some other massive gaming journalism company. They did a, a, a like a survey like this, uh, this sort of voting contest that went on for like a month of who the best video game character of all time is. And the final choice out of a whole lot of OG characters, the final choice was between Mario and chief. <laughs> and it i will never forget me. that i will never forget that mario won by a landslide but master chief was yeah. the runner-up right behind freaking mario mario's got decades on chief and chief is yeah. still you, you can see that's the beautiful thing too with the show is like you can show somebody who knows nothing about halo you show them the chief they'll know who he is right it's like yep it's so it's yeah send them off so for real dear viewer i hope that you agree i hope that we get to see you next week when we talk about whatever it is we talk about it's going unplanned from here but if you agree if you disagree i don't care we have a q a section it's literally made for you you should go down there right now if you're on spotify and you should get in there if you're not in the q a if you're listening on like i don't know apple Podcasts or something like that i don't pay attention to that that side of things you should over to the discord discord.gg forward slash jumperscape you should talk to us there we're all here we're just sitting here waiting for you specifically jerry to show up so we just need you to, to be there for us especially right now because we're talking about steve downs and master chief eventually kicking the bucket and we're not exactly interested in that uh so if you enjoyed today's episode, though, you can feel free to head over to the Discord, like I just said. You can feel free to support us over on patreon.com forward slash jumperscape. And we will see you next week with whatever it is that we talk about. But before we head out, Ash, thank you once again for being here. Thank you once again for supporting our show. It's fantastic to have you on to get to talk to you and to have your support to keep this show alive. Uh, I very much hope that this has been a fun time for you <laughs> and that uh you're feeling like your support is going towards something that's (laughs) worth it (laughs) it's been a great time though i will say that much okay i'm very happy about that and idio i can now say as usual great to have you on the show uh your conversation is very welcome i'm very happy to have you around uh james and shane they had to go off and do other things that's why they kind of vanished 
Uh, but you know, not that you ever noticed anyone else that's listening to the show. Uh, you probably didn't even realize it because the conversation was just so, so gosh, darn nice, but it's cool. They'll be back next week. And (laughs) next week we'll have an actual studio that we'll be working out of that we are now able to support. Thanks to everyone who has been providing for us on Patreon. It's been fantastic. I love getting the opportunities that we are now having because of this show success and other successes that we've seen. So thank you to everyone's support. Thank you for helping us get this far. And I guess we'll see you next week with whatever it is that we do. Thank you so much for listening. The library was produced and published by Jumperscape Audio. Funding was provided by our fantastic patrons on Patreon. Big thanks to Dark Salad 42 and Connor Clark. If you enjoy the show and wish to support Jumperscape's future projects or get some sweet benefits, join our Patreon at patreon.com jumperscape or become part of this truly special community at discord.gg jumperscape. Thank you for your listenership and we hope you enjoyed.